I'm sure it must yeah, I know. be really good after that. <laughs> but this is the unfortunate thing. People will walk past you and they look at you as if they say, oh, what's she on? You know, they do this sort of bizarre laughter. Power to Live More with Joe Dodds. Welcome to the Power to Live More podcast, all about productivity, organisation, well-being, energy and resilience. I'm Jo Dodds and I started this show to enable interesting people to share their stories about how they use their power to live more and by that I mean to do the stuff that they want to do more than the stuff that they need to or should do. It's about creating a life for yourself where you have the energy, health and space to be happy and fulfilled, spending your time as you'd like, whether that be at work, home or somewhere else entirely. That's your choice. Hello. My name is Ellie Dodds and I'm co-presenter and today Joe is interviewing Caroline Clark of Find Your Oomph. Caroline is another introduction from the lovely Paula Gardner. Joe is teaching podcasting in Wendy Keir's virtual speaking pro and says that's one of the best ways to find podcast guests is to connect up with a PR expert who is generous with their recommendations. Caroline is the embodiment of Oomph, known for her infectious laughter, effervescent personality and a joyful approach to life. This is pretty stunning because she was a dictatorial toddler who screamed herself into fits of fury when her parents didn't do exactly what she said. Now she inspires others to connect with their own inner freedom and peace, strength, virtuality and joy. She's perfectly positioned to do this having come through various challenges involving family mental health issues, plus what she had an anxiety disorder herself when she was in her 20s. Each time she felt like she'd been putting through a mango and hung out to dry. Later though, she realised how much she had learnt, grow and develop as a result. Caroline's working playground has included lengthy stints in the professional theatre, television and drama in schools and prisons. She's also been a successful coach and hypnotherapist for many years and a laughter yoga teacher for some of those. She's the author of several books on mental health and women's health, has been featured in the media many times and interviewed on TV and radio. Now in her 60s, Caroline has woven all the strands of her life together to create the dynamic process that is oomph work. She's truly doing what she loves best, spreading the oomph message of inner freedom and joy all around the world. Clients love Caroline's quirky oomph work sessions and are often astounded by their own positive transformation when they work with her. They feel fabulous as they discover a lightness of being and delicious sense of freedom that often surprises them. They gain more confidence and clarity and discover strengths that they didn't even know they had. Some experience breakthroughs in relationships, some spontaneously losing weight and some enjoy a much easier relationship with money. They feel grounded, refreshed, balanced, energised and joyful. And they all stress less. Back to the studio. Today I'm interviewing Caroline Carr of Find Your Oomph. I do love that name. (laughs) So hi Caroline, welcome (laughs) to the podcast. Uh, Tell us a bit more about Finding Your Oomph. What's that all about? (laughs) Hello, well, Finding Your Oomph. I mean, really I would ask the question, you know, what do you think oomph is? And most people will say, well, it's all get up and go, it's your mojo. And yes, it is. It's all of those things. But it's much more. It's about... Being able to, it, well really it's, I call it the art of joyful life design because 
you're doing that through awareness, choices, decisions, and commitment. And actually, the oomph bit is very much about living in um, alignment with who you really are, so that you're making all your choices and all your decisions in alignment with the person that you really are, that you really want to be, not the person that you think you should be, you know, or you're telling everybody else that you are. Because I think often we can get a bit lost and we kind of, we just don't quite hit the spot sometimes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and, and I love that bit about not not doing the should bit because I talk about people living more and I always talk about it being about doing the things you want to do and not the things that you feel that you should do. So, uh, you know, certainly a lot of alignment with, with those, the, you know, that concept. So tell us a bit mm. more about you and, and sort of your journey and, and, and what you do So because I'm sure there's a story behind where you are now with Find Your Umph. Oh, of course, yes. <laughs> I mean... Uh, well, you know, I'm in my 60s now, so there better be a bit of a story or it'll be a, <laughs> a bit of a sorry thing. <laughs> well, I mean, I've had, a, I've been very blessed, you know, I've had a very broad life, really. I worked in the theatre and television for some years and had children. And then I worked uh, with um, people in prison and I taught drama and I did all sorts of things like that. And I became a hypnotherapist and also a life coach as well, many years ago. And because there were mental health issues in my family and they'd kind of uh, upset the apple cart for quite some time, I started working in that area and I wrote my first book, which is called Living with Depression, How to Cope When Your Partner's Depressed, um, based around that subject. And I've, I've since developed a website with a big forum on there to help partners and everything. However, I decided that I needed to move into a much lighter area. And I thought, well, I've done all these different things in my life, and yet somehow they've all been connected, because I, you know, I think everything is connected that we do. And so I've developed this process called oomph work, and I've kind of changed everything now to find your oomph. And so oomph work is this glorious process, which is very empowering and it's very deliberate, and it is doing whatever's necessary to allow all of your choices to be in alignment with freedom and balance. And so there's a big physical aspect to that, in that you kind of, you notice what's going on in your body, um, the feelings, the emotions, and the sensations that are a part of that and connected with those, and then shift them if necessary. Shift that energy because it's the energy that's really actually more important than the thoughts that we have. But we can shift those through movement and just awareness so that, uh, you know, already the, the changes are taking place that you need to take place. So there's the body aspect, there's also the mind set bit as well because many people probably don't know that over well over 90 percent of what's going on in our mind is subconscious thought so we're only actually functioning on a, a very very small percentage um, in, the, in our conscious minds so that's about looking at um, what's going on in your mind you know thinking about the messages that you're telling yourself the the patterns and the behaviors that you've maybe had for years and years and years that might be holding you back from getting to where you want to be 
and from being in alignment with yourself. So, you know, we do whatever's necessary, the unblocking processes to allow the inner workings of your mind to do what's in your best interests, actually. Um, and then, sorry, I was just going to say, then there's the, the choices, you know, that you make based on those, on the mind and the body work, uh, creating new habits and looking at the yeses and nos, you know, what you want to keep in your life, what you might want to let go of. But the thing is, it's all very fun, oomph work. This, this is just all oomph work, and it's very fun and playful and light, but it's also very profound and sincere, and it has, you know, massive therapeutic value, actually. Yes. So paint a picture of how, of how you deliver this. So do you, do you um, you know, work from home? Are you working online? Are you working out of the, the home? How, where are you when you're doing this work? All sorts of things. I do. I mean, I see people face to face in one to one sessions in person. So that could be I often see people in London and I also see people in Dorset where I live, but also via the Internet. So, for example, I use Skype at the moment and I've got clients in America um, and just well all over the place all over England you know we can get together and do this seeing each other via Skype sometimes we work on just using the phone as well but it is great to actually be able to see who we're working with and um, so that's the kind of the one-to-one -one side but I also do groups and workshops and of course I, I give talks about what I'm doing and then I've got this wonderful retreat coming up in May in Ibiza, which is the Umf Experience Retreat. And it's, ah, oh, I can't wait. It's going to be just wonderful where we're going to do all kinds of, I mean, it's a personal development retreat. So we're going to do all sorts of oomph based activities and, uh, and just have a really good time in this wonderful, wonderful place. Ah! <laughs> Presumably this is the, the calming bit of Ibiza as opposed to the raving it up bit. <laughs> yes, oh yes, yes, yes. No, it, it is. It's going to be <laughs> calm and beautiful. Mind you, we might have a bit of a rave as well because I think it, it's really good to have a rave. I mean, you know, a lot of the work I do involves laughter as well. Laughter yes. to me is a hugely, hugely important part of um, the work. And I, I've been a laughter yoga teacher for a long time, so I, I use laughter very much as part of oomph work. And so um, there'll be lots of laughter, and I expect we'll be dancing, and, you know, we just do whatever whatever is necessary. And intentional loafing. Oh, I like the concept of that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's actually, it's really important, mm. intentional loafing. I mean, it's one thing sort of being a blob and just, you know, having a glass of wine or two and sitting there and watching some, you know, reality TV. I think there's a place for that, but... I think the intentional loafing is just allowing yourself to just be for a bit. Just yeah. do nothing. Yeah. I love it. I mean, I'm actually one of the laziest people on the earth, <laughs> and I do love loafing. But I know <laughs> at the same time, I know that I, I am actually loafing intentionally, and I know the good that it's doing me. So, um, yeah. Yeah. And, and a lot of people like to use that time for journaling or self-reflection, and, and it's we need a lot more of that at the mm. moment, actually, because we are so distracted by other stuff all the time. Yes. So just um, to pick up on what you just said about uh, being a, a laughter yoga teacher, I, I think I said when we were preparing for the show that uh, randomly I met somebody in France uh, over Christmas who um, uh, talked about laughter yoga and shared a, a website with me and said that he'd been practicing it for you know, a period of time, and it's not something I'd heard of. So it may be the same for our listeners. So tell us a bit more about what laughter yoga is. Oh, it's a terrific thing, laughter yoga. It was started in um, in India, 
in Mumbai by a, a GP, Dr. Madame Kataria, uh, in, I think, 1995. I mean, the, the thing is, it, the whole concept of laughter being really good for you isn't a new concept. You know, we've known this for years and years and years. It has lots of beneficial effects. You know, it raises the endorphins, so there's some of the feel-good hormones, and it lowers the stress hormones. There's just there's so many different benefits. But anyway, he started it, and um, he developed the whole thing into... To, he started off with, with just sort of laughter, really, with people in the park. But then it developed into what he calls laughter yoga, which is the idea is that we laugh every day. We should laugh every day, deep belly laughing, and then intersperse that with really good deep breathing because that is when we start to get the, the real effect of it, the beneficial. So I think, you know, the yoga bit of it being a discipline and the breathing and the connectivity to everything and to nature and other people it's it's all it's all part and parcel and, and very beneficial I mean it's it one of the great things that laughter does is it shifts your perspective on stuff that's going on and if you you know if you're particularly stressed and if you're in that place where it's just like oh, I've got it I've got so much to do and you're on the hamster wheel almost and you can't get off if you take the time out to laugh and to really laugh not just to kind of <laughs> and then stop you know it starts to really change things for you yeah. and and it's something i mean it's great you can you obviously do it in a group and with other people but you can do it on your own actually <laughs> that's for the weird people like me you know i once i was once in a management meeting when i was about i don't know 20 all our um retail mm. managers together and for some reason something tickled me and i started laughing and i could not stop laughing like giggling and then full you know belly laughs and I, I got sent out of the meeting because I just could not stop I was rolling my eyes trying to concentrate on being serious and then I sat outside the meeting laughing like out loud and people kept walking by wondering what I was doing <laughs> I'm sure I must I know really good after that <laughs> but this is the unfortunate thing people will walk past you and they look at you as if they say oh what's she on you know <laughs> this sort of bizarre laughter exactly. but actually if they just did it too you know and, uh, and you're saying about that thing about being in a meeting and being sent out well it is it's that you, you can do there's a, another way you can do it is actually silent laughter and it's really good that because what happens is it seems to use other muscles that you didn't even know you had. So you just really, it's that feeling as if you shouldn't be laughing. So you're trying to hold it in almost. Yeah, yeah. But you are laughing, but just silently and then doing the deep breathing as well. And it's just, it's so good. It just, it's exhausting, but it's really good. <laughs> so, um, yes. Lovely. So, something to, for people to check out, I think, definitely. <laughs> yes, I mean, there's laughter yoga groups everywhere, and there's a, a wonderful laughter festival happening in uh, near Lincoln, I think it is, in um, June. Yes, lovely. Yes, so. Excellent. But it's definitely part of oomph. It's all part of oomph work is the laughter, yeah. because we can use it therapeutically, uh, not just the good fun bit, but, but, you know, getting up, having a stretch and a laugh, and it's, it's a way of sort of saying, thank you for putting me on the earth, you know, mm -hmm. it's just love to anything mm. so it sounds like you've got a very varied uh, schedule and I guess it's one of those no two days of the same scenarios do you have absolutely do you have routines to get you going in the morning do you have certain things that you do do as a sort of routine or ritual every day 
Yes, I mean the the first thing I do, and I sometimes I have to force myself to do this, is to get out of bed <laughs> because, well, it's true. Too much intentional you know, going on, I think. <laughs> That, the trouble is that isn't intentional loafing. That's downright laziness. <laughs> the huge difference. But um, <laughs> no, the getting out of bed because it's a danger time lying in bed in the morning. Because if I'm not careful, and I'm sure other people this probably applies to as well. I mean, I might say, you know, I, I don't have obviously I've got children to get up and all that kind of thing. So, um, you know, I can kind of I don't have somebody clawing at me saying get out of bed, even though I know I have to get up and do stuff. But there's a danger lying in bed that I, I can have the whole day can be done and dusted in five minutes if I'm lying in bed. You know, I've thought it all through very carefully. <laughs> you know that feel you, you know, you just do that. So it's important to get up and to get out of bed because also the thing is that the the what we think as soon as we waken up is absolutely crucial for how our day is going to go ahead. So if we waken up, it's, it, there's a trick to this really, to catching your thoughts as you waken up. If you waken up and you think, "Oh my God, I've got to be doing this," and I'm going to, have to then, or, the, or today's going to be awful, then it will be awful because you've. It's just as you're merging into consciousness from that subconscious place. Your your subconscious is is very um, alive at that time. It's a bit like it's a ever so slightly like being in hypnosis, it's receptive to what it's being told by the conscious mind. So if you're telling yourself, you know, it's going to be a terrible day, everything's going to go wrong, or I've got too much to do, or I'm not going to cope, then that's how the day will be for you. But if you catch those thoughts, first thing, oh, today's a new day, or even better is to practice gratitude first thing in the morning, you know, oh, my bed's cosy, the sheets are comfortable quilts comfortable you know I'm thank you for letting me be able to sort of stretch and yawn and feel good and and just getting into that sensation that feeling of being grateful and then setting the intention for the day of today is going to be fine it's just going to be a good day and I'm going to get things done or, or whatever it needs to be that will make a big big difference to the way that the day goes forward mm. so I always do that, and then I always take, um, you know, 20 minutes or so just to sit quietly with myself, really, saying thank you, and and just connecting to my inner self, because I think that's really, that is who I am, you know, Yeah. that is the, the person I am. And then I like to say something, I, I like to give thanks again and just sort of say, well, you know. Uh, let me see how many people I can inspire today to live in their rooms <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> but it gets me in the right place. And I, but having said that, I do understand that for many people it's a question of just get out of bed, get the kids sorted, get whatever I've got to do, duh, and off straight away. And it's really hard to find that time. But I had a client recently who said she didn't have time. And then we worked out that if she could just sort of get those – even on the loo in the morning, if she could just get herself into a place for a few moments that was in a, a good place in her mind and her feelings, her emotions, that would help. And then she used to use the time she was driving to work to to be grateful and to just sort of put herself in the right place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that um, travel time can, can be really helpful. I certainly have done a bit of driving recently and I don't do lots of it anymore because I work from home or I go to London on the train. 
but I've realized mm. that sometimes actually having a journey I've come up with some great you know ideas and, and things at the end of it just because I'm I don't know I'm just in a different place while I'm sitting there for two hours or whatever uh well that's exactly it mm. yeah. Mm. yeah you you consciously you kind of you've switched into a different place so your subconscious mind and that sort of almost like a stillness there is just allowing things to pop in that are yeah. important that you probably wouldn't have noticed otherwise no mm. no exactly so what about at the end of the day do you have a, a wind down routine as well I usually in my case now I have to say my wind down routine as soon as my head hits the pillow I've gone <laughs> I really you know I I love to read a good book in bed uh, but I rarely get beyond the first few paragraphs <laughs> and the times I've fallen asleep on my elbow reading you know with the light on is I know I've heard so many people say that but um, yeah yeah. Oh, so uh, no troubles at the end of the day then. <laughs> not for me. No, not for me. No, I'm very, very fortunate like that. Yeah. I think. Yeah. So, what about getting stuff done during the day then? Already, you've you've sort of given the impression that your sort of um, beginning of your days fairly sort of fluid and 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 sort of in all about connecting with with where you are. How do you mm. move into that sort of work mode to to get the things done that you need to do? Well, I might just say I always do that before. I mean, I'm a great one. I, you know, I do love to have some breakfast and, and all that kind of thing. So I'm a great believer in, for me, I need to do these things be, to do my sort of quiet time before I have breakfast. Because once I have breakfast, the day's started, really. So I get up. It's good for me to get up early because that's a, a much more fruitful time. And, um, and then after breakfast, I'm... I'm kind of ready. I'm just ready to start. And I always have a list of things. Well, I say always. I make a point of having a list when I can of things that I need to get done. If I have to be out of the house early, then obviously that's the first thing that's going to happen, you know, and everything else will, will have to wait because it's usually for meetings or clients or something like that. But if it's an admin day, and I think very often these are the ones that are, they can be tricky, can't they, when you're working from home because there can be so many other distractions and you know, if you buy a computer, it's so tempting, or the phone, to just see what the emails are. And, of course, I'm sure there are many, many people who say, don't look at your emails first thing, because it's a killer. You could be on there till midday going through your emails, yeah. which might not be helpful at all. So I do endeavor not to look at my emails, although I know that some things will come through that might need attention. Um, I'm quite disciplined. I think... Just having a list is quite a good thing. The the thing is, and I'm sure other people find this as well, you know, you can have a list on paper, you can have an electronic list, you can have a list on a whiteboard, you can have a list in your diary. <laughs> so many flipping lists, you know. And they all say something ever so slightly different depending on when you wrote them down. So um, I, I have one just on a piece of paper really by my desk, which is the one I follow most. Although I do, I use a whiteboard occasionally. Mm -hmm. You know. And what about, no, I'm, I've, so sorry, I was just going to say about things like sort of tools and apps. So, so that's very much a paper-based or a wall-based <laughs> option. Uh, do you have certain things that you use to get things done? Um, not, not really. The best, 
the thing that helps me to get things done more than anything else is to have frequent breaks to make sure if I'm based at my computer that I do get up and I stretch and I move and I laugh actually for a little bit and you know just wander around and do something completely different even if it's just for five minutes and then get back to it again get out of the room where I'm working as well because that's fatal you know if you're still in the same room you're in with all the stuff aren't you yeah do you um, have a way to sort of flag that for you because you know I know that it's important but unless I'm using something to help me to remember to do that I sometimes can get quite bogged down in well not bogged down yes. you know in the flow if you like and then I either forget or you know just don't get up and, and do something else for that little break do you, do you have any sort of tricks yes. Yes, I mean, because it's very easy to do just what you've you said there. I actually use a timer. Ah. So I have a little timer that goes off every, you know, whenever I set it. And I'm, but of course, the, the thing with that is that you hear the timer and you think, oh, yeah, that's my timer. Now I've got to stop. And you start doing something else. I do that with cooking timers. That's why my cakes yes. all end up burned. <laughs> 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 I, I use it as more of a sort of. Um, you know, an idea that it might be time to go downstairs and get the stuff out in a while, not as a sort of deadline. In a while, I've done that so often. <laughs> More of an indicator than a sort of true timer. Yes. <laughs> well, I think you know what though. I think the the thing about this, we can. There's so many, and I, I know I've heard on some of these podcasts. You know that there are some wonderful tips and strategies that people use, and they are all so good. But it's like a great big box of sweets, isn't it? You just have to choose the ones that are going to work best for you out of all of them. Absolutely. And I think the, yeah. then the ones that you, that aren't working for you, just wrap them up again and throw them back in the box because we are all different in the way that we function. And, you know, my main thing is that, and it's all part of, of oomph and oomph work, is that it's let it be easy. It's whatever's going to be the easy way to do stuff and whatever is going to take the pressure off where if it's needless pressure and whatever's fun you know always try and find the fun in things and I, if if you're really having fun and you're enjoying what you're doing then you don't need to keep stopping so much do you because no. when things are laborious you've just got to make a point of of doing something different for a little while and finding a way of I don't know, even turning it into a game because it's that the the whole thing, it's that inner childlike playfulness that's really important. And people think, oh well, that's ridiculous. You know, I, I don't play like a child. Well, it isn't playing like a child, it's childlike playfulness. And there's something different about that because you've got your adult head on. It's just allowing yourself to kind of be curious and look for the different ways and find the fun in things rather than it all becoming this got to do it got to do it got to do it you know and you can't stop yourself being so focused that when you actually do stop what you're doing you feel completely phased because you don't you know you've either been sitting looking at the computer for ages or your mind's been on one thing for far too long and you haven't been loving it no but if you love something you're in the moment if you're doing what brings you the greatest joy then everything else slots into place and I think this is one big lesson that we all need to cut or not need to but would all benefit from really taking on board yes absolutely just let it be easy yeah, yeah I like that 
let it be easy. I do like that. I was thinking yeah. about doing my uh, email management course that I'm putting together and calling it um, either Inbox Zen or Inbox with ease or something like that. Email with ease. I don't yes. know like that, ease is a good, is a nice word, isn't it? <laughs> yes. And I mean, you know, email management or inbox management. I mean, just the connotations of that. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't sound the most exciting, do. of course. <laughs> <laughs> well, it wouldn't, I have to say it wouldn't to me, but if you said, you know, inbox Zen or in emails with ease or something like that, I think, oh, that's, uh, that sounds yeah. much more my cup of tea, really. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so we've touched a bit on the whole sort of um, health piece, talking about yoga and talking about, you know, the, the, your concept of doing things with ease and so on. Tell us a bit more about how you look after yourself. And, and I guess your retreat will probably come in there as well. Yes, absolutely. Well, as I said, you know, there'll be plenty of intentional loafing. And uh, <laughs> and the, one of the big things with the retreat is that the food is going to be absolutely glorious. It's actually all vegan food. I'm vegetarian. I'm not vegan. Um, but I'm more than happy to eat vegan most of the time. So I suppose I'm quite careful what I eat in that respect. Um, although I do love cake. <laughs> and I make cakes constantly. But you, I know what's in them. So You mentioned one of our earlier guests as being maybe a mutual, uh, the reason why we probably got together initially. And uh, you said, did I know Lucy Whittington? <laughs> I think the cake yes. <laughs> comes in there. <laughs> <laughs> yes, she loves cake too. I remember that. <laughs> healthy cakes. Yes. Healthy cakes. Absolutely. Healthy cake. And, um, you know, it is about, for me, getting enough sleep. But also exercise. Again, let it be fun, the exercise. I, I'm not one of these to go to a gym. I don't, the thought of jogging just turns me right off. I don't know, I've never been sporty in any way. I was always the child at school that was stood there looking at the high jump, you know, and feeling so bored and just wishing the lesson was over um, in PE. But I love walking. I do enjoy walking and just, I like bouncing on a little rebounder as well. I rather like that. Because <laughs> it's ah. completely nuts. Yeah, I was really I on going on my daughter's trampoline um, the other day and how 10 minutes on that was worth, I don't know, whatever it was in the gym or something. And I thought, oh, maybe I could do that. Um, but I haven't. <laughs> well, because it, it, I suppose it's a cardio workout, isn't it? But it's, it, again, let it be easy. You know, you can have it in your living room or if you've got space anywhere to have trampoline one. Trampoline um, will not fit in our living room. <laughs> No, maybe not. No. Actually, I don't like those big ones. They make me feel sick jumping up and down. I just like the little ones that you can jump up and down quite quickly in pounds. But the other thing is, as well, they're great. You know, if you're feeling stressed or angry about something, if you have a mirror in front of you and you're jumping up and down and, you know, you see your hair flying. And I mean, I wear earrings, so there's earrings flying. It just, it, you look so completely ludicrous. You can't help but laugh at yourself. So it. <laughs> <laughs> it helps tremendously. Yeah. And I you know, I, I suppose I it would perhaps be quite good to do a, a dance class at some stage. I've never really got round to that. And I love dancing, throwing myself around. But I, whether I could cope with learning steps, I'm not very good at things like that. I, say, that'll be your I choose I think I choose not to be very good. Hey? <laughs> eh? That'll be your Ibiza bit. That's where you can do your dance. It may not be the sort oh, of dance yes. we're intending, but <laughs> 
no, we'll just fling ourselves around a bit there. No, that's um, all going to be wonderful. <laughs> but, um, I, yeah, I mean, I, there's so many things I like to do to relax. And I, I, you know, as I say, let it be easy. My idea is to have as relaxed a life as possible. Mm-hmm. I know we have to do things. But I, since I stopped working, um, you know, and I, I started really working for myself, I found I've had a much more relaxed life. I've not, well, I say more relaxed life. It's, there's this whole thing about control, isn't there? Having sort of the control over what you're doing and being your own boss and having an element of control about what you do when, which for me is very important. And I've been well and healthy since then, which I think is uh, is quite a good indicator of yeah, the fact that you know you're obviously doing the right thing. Yeah, that's probably um, not if you if you choose to. Mhm. Hmm. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, just let it be easy. Go with the flow and 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 live the passion. That's the whole thing with oomph is finding what your passion is and letting it be that that drives you. You know, the the why you are here. What is the point of your whole existence? Once we find that, and some people say, well, I don't know, and it can take a while, because if you've been involved in, um, you know, perhaps looking after other people, or just very, very busy in your own life, you kind of can lose yourself a little bit, or lose the person that you were, and, you know, sometimes people say, well, I don't even know really who I am anymore, I've just got stuck in things. Um, Excuse me, you can... You can find all that again, and that is all part of finding your room. But yeah, if you don't quite know how to go about that, then you don't know how to go about it. Do you know what yeah. I mean? You can't. Yeah. Sometimes you can feel just so. You know, your normal is just doing what you're doing all the time, and you know there's there are other options, but you just can't quite get to them, and you don't quite know where to start. Yes, and that's often where you need the help of someone else. And but but also, yeah, I mean you've sort of developed and learned learned this stuff as, as you've gone along and obviously you know changed what you're doing over, over the mm. you've, you've said how how do you keep that change happening that learning happening for you well I have um I have my own mentors because I think anybody that's working uh with other people and helping them to grow and develop I think it's very important to have somebody to help you to to keep on the right track and to make sure that you're sort of growing and developing all the time because you know we're ever movable feasts aren't we we grow and grow all the time we expand into sort of different beings if we're on that that path um, and, and if we're interested in doing that and so in order to be the best that I can be for the people I'm working with I need to have somebody who works with me too yes and they need to have somebody to work with them mm-hmm. because it, it's all about uh, connecting with the right people isn't it all this yes yeah and what about um uh other resources like um books or i don't know music or something or whatever have you got any recommendations for for those sorts of things yes i mean a book that had a huge impact on me was a book called living with joy by Sinea roman um, actually, it was a book that somebody gave my daughter many years ago, and she never read it and wasn't particularly interested. It's been lying on the bookshelf for, well, it was probably about 10 years, and then it 
it did the classic thing of falling off the shelf. You know, you hear about books you're meant to read fall off the shelf. And that's exactly what happened. And I'd been unwell at the time, I remember. And um, I just thought, oh. And I looked, because I, I, I've been into self-help books for a long time, all sort of d different things. And I remember when she was first had this book, I, I took a look at it and I thought, oh, no, yeah, I'm not interested in that. But when it fell off the shelf and I looked at it, I thought, I need to read this book right now. That is exactly what I need to read. And I find it an extraordinary book, actually. It's um, a book that is, whatever your, your feelings about, anybody's feelings about this may be, it's a book that is said to be channeled by um, a higher being, if you like. Now, if that's not your cup of tea, that's fine. However, don't dismiss the book because it's the messages that's in the book that's important. It doesn't really matter where they've come from. It's yeah. just what's being said. And um, <clears throat> basically, it's saying, you know, you are meant to live your life in joy. You are, your life is meant to be, um, well, easy, fun, and joyful. And I really, really get that. I mean, that is how I live my life now. That's how I... I encourage and inspire others to do the same. And this book, um, for me, it was a very easy read, particularly when I wasn't feeling very well. You know, it's, it's just straightforward, without lots and lots of academic um, notes and references. It was just, look, you know, this is what this guy's saying. This is what I'm writing out here. Take it away and do what you want with it. And I, I just found that a really helpful book. And actually, like all of uh, Snare Roman's books, they're very good. Mm, yeah. That sounds really, really helpful, as you say, um, as far as sort of the, the positive side of things. So what about for you if things don't go right? Because your your um, whole sort of being that's coming across as we're talking is, you know, one of positivity and, and lightness and, as you say, ease. But you must have bad days the same as other people. What happens if things don't go right? How do you deal with them? Swear. <laughs> 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 I quite like, I have to say I really like some of the worst swear words, I quite like saying them because they tend to be very plosive and uh, so yeah, it's quite expressive and I enjoy those and I can usually turn them into quite a fun laughter exercise as well, but <laughs> seriously when things aren't going too well, I mean, well it's just, it's part of life isn't it, there's ups and downs and swings and roundabouts and I know, I know that we come out of it the other end and Fortunately for me now, I have enough wisdom and enough experience to know that I don't have to get completely embroiled or emotionally involved in stuff, be it other people's stuff or stuff that's being thrown at me. And You know, if, if things go wrong, well, they go wrong. Yeah. That's just how it is. It is what it is. I love that statement. You know, it is what it is. You don't need to question and analyze everything. We don't always need a solution. We don't always need to know the reasons why. It can be helpful sometimes, and sometimes things need to be fixed. But sometimes things just all go wrong at the same time. And, and sometimes, you know, people are horrible to us, and we get very upset. But why, really and truly, we don't need to. Sometimes we feel terribly guilty, and we think things are our fault. But I always think, you know, if you're coming from a place of love and compassion and kindness for other human beings, we only ever make the best decisions we can with what's available to us and what's put in front of us. So mm. guilt shouldn't really have a place there. Mm. Um, just 
accept it as it is. And if you can do something about a situation, then do it. And if you can't, because often we can't change circumstances or another person's behavior or anything like that, but what we can always do is um, choose how much impact it's going to have on us by adjusting our thoughts and our feelings around it. Yeah. And we can do that. Yeah, yeah. So woman after my own heart there. If you can do something about it, do it. If you can't, don't worry about it. <laughs> yes, yes. That's often something that I say. So um, what about a day when you end the day knowing you've had the chance to live more, so that the, the chance to do the stuff that you want to do, not the stuff that you feel you have to do or you should do? What, what have you done? What does that day look like? Uh, I make the intention that most days are going to be like that, but of course, Sometimes you just have to do stuff, don't you? Whether you enjoy it or not necessarily, it is about sort of finding the fun and the the joy in, in whatever the tasks are. But that, if I know that I've done exactly what I'm put on the planet to do, and usually those are the times when I've been working with somebody and they've had breakthrough moments and aha moments, and it's been just, oh, we've done a group or a workshop, and we, it's just, it's magical, magical, magical. Then I'm... Oh, I, I can hardly explain that kind of feeling of excitement and delight at all of that happening. And I'm kind of, we said about dancing, I'm almost dancing around the place because I'm just, it's, it's kind of, Wee! you know, because everything's gone so well. It's, I love it. I just love it. And uh, I'm hugely, hugely grateful. And I feel very privileged when days are especially like that. Mm. Mm. It's funny. I, I always think of myself as being sort of um light-hearted and and positive and and all those other things um but i'm nowhere near <laughs> as far off the scale with that as you are so i do think that <laughs> i'll find your oomph is just so so appropriate because i can just you can just feel your you know lightness um that energy oh. um from from hearing you you speak so um uh well thank you yeah. hmm. uh yeah so <laughs> I, just, I, I just thinking I wonder if it's tiring to to be around you all the time. <laughs> no, I'm sure. It no, is. because I, opposite. <laughs> no, because the thing is, I mean, it's all based on balance, isn't yeah. it? And you know, sometimes you do meet people who are sort of it's non-stop. I mean, I have a friend who talks all the time, and they're incredibly interesting, very very intelligent, and very oh, you know, let's come on and go and do. And I'm just exhausted. After yeah. about an hour, I'm just exhausted. No, no, I need my quiet time. I, but that's the intentional loafing time, yeah. and I need that. Exactly. And well, it's, it's, it's funny because I'm the one who talks all the time, but I have lots and lots of time when I'm on my own uh, not talking. So I tend to pack it in <laughs> to those short sessions with people. So I probably completely traumatise them. Um, just <laughs> of, you know, getting all these words out that I, that I need to get out uh, in that hour that I have before I go back to not talking to anybody again. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> That's really painted a picture that I think is very funny. Yeah. Well, somebody did once tell me that, that, they that I didn't actually speak as, as talk as much as I appear to do. I just pack it all into that one hour and uh, and do the same amount of talking as everyone else, but just in a shorter period of time. So I thought, well, I'll go with that one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I don't know. Anyway, anyway, enough about me. So how can people find out more about you, Caroline, and find out about your retreat in particular? 
Oh, yes. Well, thank you. Well, um, if you go on my website, which is www.findyouromph.com, and oomph is double O-M-P-H, um, there's a whole lot of information about the retreat on there. And, uh, yeah, that's the best way to get in touch with me. You can email me at caroline at findyouromph.com. And, um, yeah, that's probably the best the best way. Brilliant. I have a phone number. My phone number's on there. And if anybody is interested in the retreat, please let me know. Uh, there are some places left. It's only a small retreat, but there are a few spaces still because it's not till May. It'll be May the 20th to the 27th. Lovely. And, um, and if anybody wants a little help finding their own forward, like a workshop or, you know, anything like that, let me know. Excellent. Thank you. I really appreciate you joining me today, Caroline. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Okay, then. Cheerio. All this information is available in the show notes on the website, powertolivemore.com forward slash, in this case, 43. And just to say, Caroline and I talk about her retreat in Ibiza during the interview. And actually, I recorded this interview quite a long time ago, and the uh, retreat has happened. Uh, and I've just looked on her website. There doesn't seem to be one that's planned in at the moment. But obviously, have a look at her website if you want to find out a bit more about how she might be able to help you. But I left the bit about it in there because we chatted around the topic as well. So cutting it, I thought was going to make the interview a bit disjointed. The website is the place to go if you want to find out how I can help you to improve your productivity, organisation, well-being, energy and resilience, your power to live more, which is do more of what you want to do. And you might also want to go there to check out a new course that I've put together, which is based all around my first fundamental, which is all about simplifying your life and getting the chance to do more of what you want to do. And the course uh, is a fairly comprehensive four-week program that I intended to put on sale and was just going to put available free for a couple of weeks uh, as a sort of starting point. Um, but I'm thinking at the moment, it's the beginning of 2018, I'm thinking I might leave it as a gift from me so that um, you can get going on simplifying your life and getting to do more of what you want to do. Um, and once you've done the first fundamental, then that uh, naturally will lead into the other four fundamentals, which are around systemizing, sharing, self-care, and sustaining. So I'm going to be putting more programs together relating to those four uh as the as the sort of year goes through. Um so it's likely that the Simplify program will stay as a gift from me, but um just go and check it out now and uh get access to it um sooner rather than later in case I do change that. Uh so if you go to powertolivemore.com forward slash simplify free then if it is still available uh, for free then you should be able to get access to that there but also if you go to the website you can go to the free gift section and there are a number of uh, different checklists and reports that you can download including my five fundamentals checklist which will enable you to have a think about your life and how you are doing against those five fundamentals which might give you some idea of which of the programs would be most useful to you. 
So thanks for joining us. Again, the link for this show is powertolivemore.com forward slash 43. And we look forward to speaking to you next time. Uh, I've been a bit erratic in publishing these podcasts. As I said, I interviewed Caroline quite a long time ago and some of the next few podcasts that are coming up were recorded quite uh, early on in 2017. And obviously we're now in 2018. Uh, But I uh, am committing to publishing them more regularly now. And uh, I've got some other interviews lined up that I'm really looking forward to sharing with you. So as I say, if you want to find out uh, more about what I do, go to powertolivemore.com. And if you go to powertolivemore.com forward slash 43, you can read the show notes for today's episode. So we look forward to catching up with you next time. Use your power to live more.